Are we ready? Yes. I love when we're ready. Want to all smile? Big looks? Big smiles? So, hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Father Knows Something. This is the pre-Valentine one. This is the one that's before the big week next week. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. And, um, you know, I just kind of wanted to do the theme of, of, what was it? Don't look. You <laughs> were calling Wait, what? it. What, what theme did I choose? No, I know what it's about. Oh. It's, it's, you know, go forward and don't look back. Move on and don't look back. Move on and don't look back because there's so many of us that, you know, we have had heartbreak. We were deeply, deeply in love. And um, even though they may have said, it's time for you to move on. And I'm going to take my time and I'm going to check out things that we kind of put our lives on hold. And uh, the answer is it may work out. Something may come happen later, but either way, it all turns out for the best because it may not be them. It may be them, but it may be somebody new. So you have to allow yourself to go forward and it's Valentine's day and, or the week before. And I don't want to get too caught up on us being unhappy on that day. It's the day that we, we take our lives and we go forward. Love thyself and uh, know that somebody will appreciate us, the right person, and we'll have a better year next year for Valentine's Day that something will happen. So yeah, I started with my red drink. I got my heart socks my on. little heart socks. Morgan decided to start the, uh, make it a week, a little over a week and a half of Valentine's Day. In fact, in Valentine's Day, I don't think you're gonna. You guys are gonna be. You're gonna be traveling. We are off yes. to North Carolina. You'll be in North Carolina for the live show. Our first live show, yeah. For the THT live show. It's not the Father Knows live show. It's no. THT. I just want to say, you know, with any story and stories that we put in this theme too, it is always okay for you to leave. If you are unhappy, if you don't feel safe, leave. Doesn't matter if you have kids. It will work out. Your kids will be better for it. Um, but I, I feel like I don't want us to also on that same side come across where we're telling every person to leave, every no. person to run. So this is just our advice. And you, the listeners, chime in week after week and save us when we fall short. So I got a great way to summarize this. a really good community. And you just you take everything with a grain of salt and pick what is going to be best for you. I got a great way to summarize it. Let's also. hear it. You know, we're your family. We are an extended, because some people are family by blood. Trust me, I made my family far from because of blood. I have family that are aunts, uncles, brothers, sisters, everything because just of love. Kids. Kids. Yeah, kids. you too. <laughs> some, some of our listeners can go to their family and ask them opinions. And some really came to us to find out opinions. And we simply give you an opinion as family. I do not have any doctorate degree. I have no experience other than being part of a family that was truly one with love, but a lot of dysfunction. And we have a family that is from love and a lot of dysfunction. Yep. And we all make we all try to figure out the the, the best way to navigate our lives. And so when we give you a thought, it's only something that you get to think about. And you get to say, am I ready to have the same thinking or am I going to take on a different path and I'm going to do a different thought? That's why we're here. So let's go into it, dig in. I'm going to take another little sip of my little, 
And what do I and I and I drink stir. Mm-hmm. You love your stir. I drink stir. Okay, let's get into this. Let's go. Again, move on and don't look back. First story. My boyfriend, male 23, and I, female 23, have been dating for five years. We met a few months ago into our freshman year at the same college. We grew up in different towns, him being an hour and a half away from where we went to college and myself 30 minutes. After junior year, he decided that he wanted to go into the trades instead and completed a year of school at a technical school close to our college. At that time, we were living in a house with four other guy roommates. Around the time we moved out of that house, he completed school, moving back home with his parents, and my new lease didn't start until the end of next semester, so I moved home as well while also working at my internship nearby. Now that he was done with school, it was time to look for a job. I tried convincing him to look for jobs around the area of my college, as all of our friends still lived in the area, and I still had a year and a half of school left. He would brush it off and say he would, but only really listened to his parents and ended up getting an interview at a company in his hometown. He was offered a job on the spot and pretty much accepted it instantly. I was pretty upset because that would mean we'd be long distance as he planned to stay home and I'd be at college. We made it work and he drove up almost every weekend to see me and our friends, always staying with me. Fast forward. I just graduated college and was offered and accepted a job as a full-time employee at the place I interned. This did not come as a surprise to my boyfriend, as I had talked about wanting to work there after graduation if I was given an offer. Mm -hmm. So now comes the big issue. I work in one town and he works in another, approximately an hour away, plus possible traffic as he lives near a big city in our state. I really want to take this next step in our relationship and live together, just the two of us. We originally considered somewhere closer to him, but that would result in a total commute of two hours daily for myself and 30 to 40 minutes for him. This led me to look into places to live more in between, and I found an apartment that is exactly halfway, but he thinks that traffic will make his drive longer. I guess what I'm looking for is an unbiased opinion slash advice. I'm currently living rent-free in one of my mom's houses. She has two. It's complicated. And no, we don't have money. And I want to move out as it still has her stuff along with all of mine. It's cramped. I'm unsure of how to have the conversation with my boyfriend that I'm tired of avoiding and not making decisions because come the next few months, if we aren't living together, I'm moving on my own. And at that point, it doesn't feel like we will be growing together, but apart instead. At the end of the day, I like where I live and he likes where he lives. If it weren't for my job, I would move closer to him. But I can't say he'd do the same if it were the other way around. Ideal outcome? My ideal outcome is to make the right decision for me. I would love to live with my boyfriend and continue to grow in our relationship, but I also don't know if I can see our relationship continuing if he can't agree to live in the middle. At the end of the day, I like where I live and he likes where he lives. If it weren't for my job, I would move closer to him, but I can't say he would do the same. 
your outlook is is really right on the mark. You're you know you want to go make some effort. You want to get a place halfway, and if he's not willing to go the other half to go put equal amounts of of of, of energy into being with you at night and trying to see if this relationship grows, you know I think you have the right plan. You need to go on with your life and let him see how important you are, you know, into his life. And you don't have to keep waiting to, you know, to see what his importance is. This goes back under my rule that some people don't like, but all bets are off until I say I do. And this is definitely where if you guys want to, you know, see each other, you can say, look, I'm glad to go out with you and date you and hang out sometimes, but I'm, I'm dating. I'm going to move into my own. You've given me no reason not to, uh, to stay, you know, to consider us a relationship because this is a one-way relationship. It either it's under your rule or no rule. So that's the way I I feel and I read it that I that I'm getting that vibe. Yeah, if the if the uh, not sacrifice, it is sacrifice. But if the um, compromise compromise isn't equal on both sides for anything mm-hmm. really, whether it's house chores, taking care of a kid you know, you name it, then sure, you could go ahead and say, yeah, I'll compromise, I'll sacrifice, and I will take the full commute and do that. But that will get really old when it's either not appreciated Mm -hmm. or just simply the fact that you're spending two hours of every single day in the car. Mm -hmm. I mean, add that up over a year. It's a lot of time. It's a lot of time of you just sitting in a car simply just to get, which for the right job or out of necessity, there's a lot of people that do that. But with given a choice, right? Take a two-hour commute or have something a little closer. I think for anyone, mental health, relationship, anything, it's best to not feel like you're spending that amount of time especially when it, it doesn't feel like it would be reciprocated. It's like driving an, un, a, an out-of-balance wheel to work every day. And as you're driving down the highway, you're going, bum ba da bum ba da bum ba da bum ba da bum How much can you take that? Go I get, just feel like you'd get old. I mean, Either you get yeah. that tire aligned, and if it's not alignable, you get a new one. I think it's it's just proving that by not making the compromise, I think it's proving his inability to work with you. Um, I know he did come up and visit you at school and drive, you know, every weekend. And that is a lot. But that was in the beginning. That was when that's they were, called lust. <laughs> hey, call it lust. I that's love. I think it's it's a lot to do that. And so they were able to make it work initially. But now you're kind of becoming more serious. It's like mm-hmm. we need to meet in the middle, literally. And if you have someone that's unwilling to do that. And it's kind of this thing, too, where it's like. Well, that would make my drive longer. Okay, so you're okay with me driving two hours every day, but you're not okay taking on an extra 15 minutes each way. So is that a lack of respect or you just don't want to sacrifice your own comfortability? Like, Which I think that says a lot about the relationship. Which is fine. Both people can make that choice for themselves. Yeah, I don't want to spend that much time in the car. Okay, you also don't want to spend that much time in the car. Nothing's wrong with saying, I don't want to do that. Yeah. What you're, what that walks you towards is, okay, this just isn't going to work. Yeah. 
Because there's not anything wrong. There's no one out there saying you have to compromise. No. Because it's not like, oh, you're a bad person if you don't compromise. It's more, then you're just not going to work out. It's, yeah. It's, are we going to compromise and try to build something together? Or are we just going to, like she says, go our separate ways? You yeah. know, sometimes doing a drive for 50, you know, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, 50 minutes, an hour each way isn't bad because there's such great content on podcasts that you get to listen to. <laughs> such as? Well, there's always, I mean, we got three years of THT. We, we got you a year plus of, of FKS. I mean, but even if once you get through all of, all of our stuff, there, there's always there's music stuff. and there's always entertainment. It's a great time to find time for yourself to think and process. Just turn the phone off. Yeah. And it's great it to be in a car. It gets old though. I love it. I, you know, I used to go get my hair done two and a half hours away. Mm -hmm. um, and I loved that time. I'd put on NPR life kit and listen. Mm -hmm. That was my self care. But every six weeks, that's great. Every day. It's, well, yeah. it's a lot. And, you know, I think this will work itself out. I think follow your gut, mm -hmm. do what's right for you. And I think in the ideal outcome, that is it. Make the right decision for me. Focus on yourself. Focus on your career. Mm -hmm. Find a great apartment, maybe a roommate, and have some fun. You're young. I think maybe taking a little break and seeing if you miss him is what's best because... I am not going to tell you that when you walk away that it's not hard. It's hard. It is hard. I will also tell you that the relationships that I move on to usually are always, always better because I found that the, I, I, I have a screen that goes up subconsciously that where I was lacking or what was missing from that relationship before, I make sure I find the person that can provide that missing link in the next relationship. You know, but you do discover this as you move on. So it's the healing part between the time that you do walk and that you find that time that you get to get back to being yourself. And during that time, many things can happen. Yeah. I think this is like the last piece I'll say on mm -hmm. this one. Um, and then we can move on. But okay. something I've noticed between our write-ins here and stories I read on my show, I see a lot of times women making sacrifices for guys. Mm -hmm. Let me follow him so he's happy and he has his job here. So I'll be the one to move or, you know, I'll be the one to stay home. And if you want to stay home, that's great. If you really want to move and follow him, that's great. But don't do it because your partner is unwilling to do anything else. Like I just, I see it constantly that women are mostly the ones sacrificing themselves, their education, their career, and I think your ideal outcome is spot on. Make the best decision for you. Not us, not uh, him. Yeah, for you. Okay, now we're going to move on to number two. Number two. This episode is brought to you in part by BetterHelp. I know for me, I used to think the right relationship would be easy, but that wasn't really true for me. Relationships take work. They take healthy communication, the ability to set boundaries, and therapy is what helped me improve all the relationships in my life. Whether that's with your partner or maybe your mom, who you love so much but just doesn't get the message sometimes, therapy can help work through all those challenges that you might be facing. 
So if you're considering giving therapy a shot, why not BetterHelp? BetterHelp is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. It's super easy to get started. You just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist. But what I really like about BetterHelp is that they get that that therapist might not be a good match for you, and you can switch at any time at no charge. I've really loved online therapy in the past, how flexible it was, the ability to just message my provider, not having to drive to get to my appointments. It just made it more accessible for me. There's so many reasons to start therapy and I really think everyone could benefit from it. So if you're ready to give it a try, become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com slash FKS today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash FKS. Two. Number. How do we, this would be the number sign. I f- don't two. don't try so hard. I feel like you're gonna whip up a gang sign, and we won't even know. <laughs> I don't Real know. simple, Jar. Yeah, just two. Yeah, two. My boyfriend cheated on me, and I'm struggling with if it is worth it to stay or not. I, 22 female, had been dating my boyfriend, 21 male, for four years when he cheated. We got in a big fight the night before. We both went out with our own friends, and he found a woman he liked and kissed her. This happened last August, and we broke up immediately. He was basically my first everything. Boyfriend, love, time. So this was detrimental. We got back together in December after he went on a crusade to win me back. We live in a very small town where everyone knows everyone. I had a couple of conditions going back into the relationship. One being I wanted to know who he had been fooling around with since we broke up. Everyone goes to the same bars and same restaurants. And in our first couple of weeks of getting back together, I drove myself crazy every time I'd see a girl around our age because all I could think was that he might have fooled around with them. I told him about my fears and I asked that he tell me who he had been with since we broke up. He agreed. I know it probably wasn't the best decision for my mental health, but I was starting to become a recluse. A couple of months after he had promised that he had already told me everything, I saw a picture of him in a girl's bed. I asked whose bed it was, and he said it was his buddy's roommate's bed. And it looked girly because his girlfriend stayed there a lot. This didn't sit right with me, and I continued to bring it up, and he stuck to his story. even called me crazy and got one of his friends to text me about it. It drove me insane because I knew what I saw, and I knew it wasn't a man's bedroom. I'm not sure how to trust him. I hate that he has friends with such low morals that they are okay lying to me. His friends also lied to me for him when I found out he was cheating. I need to know if I am just insecure. I need to work on trusting him or if this really is grounds for breaking up. This is devastating to me and taking up all of my mental capacity. But maybe I'm being dramatic because I'm still hurt from him cheating. Ideal outcome? I want to salvage the relationship if it is worth it. However, I need outside perspectives to know if it is worth it. And I shouldn't worry about what he did when we were broken up or if I should run. I definitely would say that uh, you were broken up. And whatever happened while you're broken up really is is none of your business. As it was a different relationship. And because he's not going to go into and talk about that relationship with you, it's because Obviously, he's with you because he'd rather have a relationship with you. So it really doesn't matter what what 
you're going to find out her name was Bonnie and you're going to find out maybe you know her, maybe you don't know her, maybe she's your next door neighbor, maybe it's your cousin. Whatever it is, it's really unimportant. That's me saying it's not It's not what's unimportant to you. But the bottom line is he's not with her. He's with you. He spent the 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 energy and the time to to realize what he was missing with you and he wanted you in his life. So all you're doing now is just driving another reason not to be together. Maybe it's just not the right relationship for you. I don't know. I mean, I would say it doesn't matter. Go have a life with him, have your relationship with him and do not worry who she was because she is insignificant at this point. You're you're giving her the significance. I think that's all fine and dandy if the person makes it very clear that they are trustworthy going forward. I got that part. I don't think there's a lot of confidence here and I think I think with cheating like it's this form of like betrayal. Mm-hmm. You then have a lack of trust. But the person that cheated needs to be accountable and they need to go, you know, they might at least they Mm -hmm. might need to go extra steps to then prove that going forward, they're trustworthy. They're accountable. They make amends. So it would have been better if he would have said, I mean, there's two things here. He agreed to tell her. He did. Okay. Would he have been better off to say, you know, I'm not going down that road. It doesn't involve anybody else. That relationship is not a relationship. I don't want to be with that individual. I think you can do both, right? Because like we all have different styles of attachment. Mm -hmm. I hear this story and to me, this sounds like an insecure attachment made worse by the cheating or maybe it became an insecure attachment with cheating. But yeah, you live in a small town. Your thoughts got the best of you. You needed to know who all of that happened. But then you see a picture of him in a girl's bed. It's just very clear you don't have trust. You don't have a lot of faith in him. And I and I and, and, I, and I messed up on one thought though. The thought that I really wasn't considering is that he actually kissed her or 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 got physical with her before they broke up. Yes. And it wasn't after they broke up. He cheated. He did cheat. They broke up. They both or he at least, who knows, had relationships so she, during the breakup. They're back together, seeing a picture of him in a girl's bed. Oh, it's my roommate. It's my friend's roommate. And, and his girlfriend the, comes over. And the condition was come clean or get out. Yeah, I just think you're at a point where this has proven to be too tainted to come back from. And for your own peace of mind, And your own mental health, like why keep torturing yourself if you're with someone who you know lies, who has friends that'll lie for him. You're never going to know if you're truly getting the truth. You're always going to be going crazy. Is she ready to walk? I think for your mental health, that's what you need to determine. How long can I hold on to this torture? So is it back to the decision? Do I just walk, walk and go go walk forward in life and find somebody else that I can start a fresh relationship with? Or do I walk and wait to the part where I really don't care what happened before? I don't, I mean, there's a trust issue. Yeah. And if she's never going to trust him, there, you're, it's, it gets back to the rule. When you start keeping score, it the game is already over. 
Yeah, it's the the Roach Motel, as John Gottman would call it, which highly, highly recommend you read his book because it, I think, addresses a lot of what you are looking for in your write-in. I think it's easier said than done when it when it's your first relationship. Oh, yeah. Because even from personal experience, that's probably the hardest relationship to finally let go and have your first breakup. I mean, people will stay through almost anything because it's their first and it's their person. Even I thought going into college and having met my ex in high school, Mm -hmm. I thought, wow, I just found my person on the first go. I got lucky. And as you get older, you realize everyone thinks this way. (laughs) Oh, they were my first kiss. They were my first this. They were my first everything. Mm -hmm. They were my first everything, which has meaning at the time. As you get older, you realize that means nothing. Mm -hmm. And it just, it was your first. That's cool. But that doesn't mean you're like married for life. But when you're young and you're in your first relationship, that is what you think. And it is incredibly hard to walk away from. Mm -hmm. But I just wanted to say that because a lot of people say, but they were my first this, they were my first, we've done everything together. And it's like, yeah, but you have a a reference sphere of one. Once you have another relationship, you're going to have all the same first. Oh, our first this, our first that. It's first, but with a new person. And then as the, you know, as you collect more of these, I don't know, relationships, Mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it, like (laughs) the spheres, then you get a lot more perspective and you look back on that first relationship and say, yeah, definitely should have left earlier, but I just, it was my first relationship and I was sucked in by that. We all remember our first, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) It's a mental block I think you have to get over. But now looking back, oh my God, I thank God every day that I didn't end up with my first boyfriend, my first couple of boyfriends. But in the moment, oh my God, this is my person. It's world ending. I'm going to move to Canada. Yeah. I'm going to, you know, sacrifice what I want after graduating college. I'm going to go to Canada because he can't come here. I'm going to do like, it's crazy to think about. And you look back now and it's like, God, I put up with so much that I didn't deserve trying to hold on to this person because I thought this was love. And Someone that lies to you and cheats, it's not its not love. That's bad. That's thats control and manipulation. Yeah, and well, I, I think the crusade, like he went on a crusade to get me back. But that I, also eh. speaks to the age. Like this is exactly how I felt at this age. Yeah. And so many people do, especially because it's the first relationship. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to just say about the insecurity, it's something to recognize. I think it's almost most times unavoidable in your first relationship and your first time going through either breakups or being cheated on. Mm -hmm. These are natural feelings. It's not like something's wrong with you and you just ended up more insecure than everyone. It just is something to recognize and learn as you move forward. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it's like, yep, you ruined this because you're too insecure. And like, it's natural to point that blame inward. I think all the blame is on the other side, but it, it's getting to the point where it might be good for both of you for a fresh start. Yeah. And everyone's insecure. 
I have my own insecurities. We all have them. It just is trying to determine how to not let them sabotage you, your life, your happiness. So don't be too hard on yourself with that either. And I think when it comes to attachment styles, I think a lot of it is intrinsic. It's within you. But, and I don't know if this is the science minded. I got to read the book still. But I think a lot of it also comes from how your partner makes you feel. Mm-hmm. And the right person makes you feel secure. So secure and happy and confident that this goes um, it's just it speaks volumes. I'm gonna give one little last thing. When when you're cheated on and lied to, it affects your radar. And I've said this before. And when your radar is off, it is so hard to get it back. And you know, the fact that your radar is ringing and pinging all over the place, maybe it is time to go take that walk because of that radar and trust it. Eventually you'll get your radar sharp again, but trust it. You, you got to start trying. If he says, why are you doing this? And you'll say, because my radar from our last experience <laughs> taught me this. And sometimes you just have to pay attention to it. I, I didn't for in, in some relationships and it, it certainly was life-changing. So you definitely want to make sure you have good radar. Okay, moving along. Okay, number three. Oh, these headphones are hurting me. What number? Number three. See how I do that now, guys? Yeah, good job. Okay. Hi, Jerry, Morgan, and Justin. I love the show and THT. I apologize for the length, but I am hopeful you can help. So I, 34 female, have been dating my boyfriend, male 30, for two and a half years. We worked together and started out just as friends. He would come by and hang out after work, and then it ended up with us dating, and he moved into my place with me and my two boys, seven and five. I thought this could be the one. But he was still texting his ex-girlfriend, and I would ask him, and he would say they're just friends, and he never loved her. Well, three months in, I saw that she had texted him, so I tapped on the message, and it showed what he had written before that. And he had sent a long paragraph about how much he loved her and how thankful he was to have her in his life. I confronted him about it and he deleted the thread right away. He said it was just talk and he didn't mean it. I asked him to block her and he didn't. And we would argue about her for months starting January of 2022. Other than her, I thought things were okay. Christmas 2022, he gave me a note saying he wanted to buy me a promise ring. Never happened. I started college in January of 2023 for massage therapy, so I worked less in order to finish the program by the end of the year. I worked days, he worked nights and weekends, and I went to school all day on the weekends. By the end of February, I went through his phone while he was sleeping. He had not only been talking to his ex— and had hundreds of videos of her hooking up with random dudes in hotel rooms, he also had pictures of a guy and dick pics of what I assume was that guy. I found in his blocked folders conversations with him and the guy talking about how he was excited to go hook up with him. They were only a week old. So it's happening recently. So he's fucking the guy with the dick pics. That's where I just wanted to make sure I heard that correctly. I did all the laundry. I had noticed cum stains in his underwear and didn't understand it, but it all clicked. When he woke up and I put the kids to bed, I called him out and he broke up with me and made a whole scene. We didn't break up and he said he wouldn't do it again. 
Mind you, he used my car while I was at work to cheat on me. So I ordered an air tag and put it in the car. Things seemed okay for a while. About two months later, things felt off again. So I went through his phone. I ended up putting a camera in the living room and I could see him on an app and talking to guys and sending pictures. It took me about a month to figure out which app it was and then I catfished him. He invited me to my house. He tried to hook up with people while he was in a different town for a doctor's appointment, all while still spilling his guts out to me on the app, Grinder. I must have pushed too far because he figured out it was me and we got into a fight. I begged him to quit and he said he would, so I watched him doing it all again on camera another month down the road. I caught him on it and called him out and he denied it, saying someone must have stolen his info. I told him I was done and he begged me not to end it. In August, my mom took me and my kids to Florida and I got on the app and found him and he again invited me to my home. So when I got back, I kicked him out and told him I needed two weeks to figure it out and he pushed and pushed and was back before the two weeks saying he learned his lesson and he was done. Come Christmas time, there were the signs again. So I asked him about all the weird things I noticed and he says he isn't doing anything but I didn't believe him. I can't tell when he's lying or telling the truth. I kicked him out two weeks ago and originally said I needed 30 days and he fell asleep mid-conversation. So I got on the app and I called him. When he called me back, the profile was online two minutes after we were on the phone. And as soon as he hung up, he was responding to me and trying to hook up. I told him to fuck off. I was done and over it. At a minimum, I need 90 days, no physical contact, no exclusivity, and no sleepovers. And he freaked out about the 90 days. He's currently at his grandma's with his mom and grandma. He blames me and is trying to push my boundaries, and I won't back down. I don't know what to do. My mind says run. My heart says it'll work. It will work if you want to have a lifestyle where you're man is hooking up with other guys and having relationship to the people. If you're in a poly, uh, polyamorous relationship. Yes. If that's something that you want and you, and you can live with, um, Hey, go for it. Otherwise. <laughs> it, it's not get, it's not 90 days. It's the rest of your life. <laughs> and you also have two kids. You got two boys that this is this involves. You have someone that is practicing very promiscuous sexual behavior. He's trying to hook up with people while he's out for a doctor's appointment. You need to look after your health. Have you gotten checked? Do you practice safe sex with this person? It's crazy. Because you don't know where he has been or where he's going and will continue to go. This guy will always cheat on you. Always move on. This is one where I will say very clearly, you need to move on. This is your, there it is. You're, you're talking to your sister now. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> he is using your house as a sex pad, girly. Like he does not value you. This is not healthy. Come stains all over his clothes that you're washing. Ugh. Run. <laughs> Step out of your body a second. And pretend it's your girlfriend or or your sister talking to you about this story, and you'll already see the answer. 
And again, remember, you have two boys. Two wonderful boys. I, I don't know if there's anything else to say. It's no. pretty clear on this. Yeah. And this is, yeah. I, I guarantee that the comments on this one, uh, your sisters and brothers in the comment line are going to be, be resonating on this one. It's just, it's very, it's very goofy. And ideal outcome, me and my kids are happy and safe. That will happen. Well, it wasn't I, I, that I, the relationship works out, so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, additional info too. I've never been good at enforcing my boundaries, and I now know I have to protect my peace. Also, my kids would always ask in the morning if he was going to be home when they got home from school. And now I think it's because they needed to know what environment they were coming home to. The three of us are really at peace these last two weeks. And I think that says a lot. Yeah. And you're doing great enforcing your boundary right now. Mm-hmm. That's, That's a good first step. It's a muscle. You got to actively use it. You got to keep flexing. Yeah. Yeah, well, if he if he calls if he calls reads or if he calls writes or anything sends smoke signals ignore them block, hang up block do not ever engage with this person if he again. has shit in your house take the shit throw it on the throw it on the front lawn come say come get your shit the, I truly believe and I I think you are so deserving of love and this is not about you but like from the get go him texting his ex girlfriend saying he loves her meanwhile he's already living at your house he gets kicked out and he moves in with mom and grandma he has created an environment for himself where he gets to have his cake and eat it too he mm-hmm. gets you he gets a place to live and he gets a place where he can bring all of his sex capades over is, like this is sick this is just him using you and you deserve better your kids deserve better this is not safe or healthy and it never will be we're not out here to 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 beat you up or pound no you you know the answer it's literally in your ideal outcome and additional info so here's the permission to run live 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 your own choices and decisions and that's what they are that's why you're saying it yeah Okay, we're going moving on. Number four. Yes, it is. Justin, are you ready to read one? Oh, I guess, yeah. Okay. Another one of this week's partners is One Skin. Taking care of my skin is one of my top priorities, but I hate buying products that don't work. That is not the case with One Skin. Seriously, one look at their website and the data and the photographic results that they have, you're a believer, real quick. And then you try it. And it goes on smooth. It doesn't have an overpowerful scent. My wrinkles are fading. I feel like I finally found a skincare product that I love and I'm going to hold on to for years to come. And you're probably wondering, what's their secret? Well, it's One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's actually the first ingredient that's scientifically proven to reduce the buildup of senescent cells. These are those notorious zombie cells. These are the cells that contribute to your skin's aging. I love the OS1 face topical treatment. I have really sensitive skin on my face, and it's actually helped with my redness. I feel like my wrinkles are already diminishing. And this is going to be really niche, but I love the packaging. Everything One Skin sends you is refillable, and you can actually get all of your lotion out by having access to the packaging. So if you're ready to try it for yourself, One Skin is more than skincare. It's about skin longevity, targeting the root cause of aging to help you look and feel your best at every age. Get started today with 15% off using code FKS at oneskin.co. That's 15% off at oneskin.co 
with code FKS. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them that we sent you. It's time to expect more from your skincare routine. Invest in the health of your skin with one skin. Okay. Four. I don't think the bride wants me as a friend anymore. Dot, dot, dot. I'm her bridesmaid. Sorry if this is so long. I'm in a group of three friends. I'll call them Rachel and Zoe. Zoe is getting married in June of 24. She asked me and Rachel to be bridesmaids as soon as she was engaged, and I think she regrets it. This started with Hindu ideas. She asked if it would be okay to do it on Rachel's birthday. Rach and I talked, and I said I wouldn't be happy if it were my birthday, so Rach told Zoe no. Zoe said she's doing it anyway, and Rach would have to deal with it. This caused a lot of tension, and I'm team Rachel. There's 51 other weekends in the year. After that, she started acting weird with us and asked her other bridesmaids to plan the do, even though she had asked us. The other bridesmaids know her from school and low-key bully Zoe, but she can't seem to get this I-want-to-hang-out-with-the-cool-girls thing to stop. They said we were spending five days in Malta. I said I can't afford that. No one can. They made me feel bad about it, so I ended up calling the bride to say that I can't afford what's being planned. She said, don't come then. I was really hurt by this. Time goes on, and I'm on Instagram and see a post from Zoe holding a I said yes to the dress sign. I bawled my eyes out. She didn't even tell me or Rachel she was shopping for a dress, let alone invite us along. I really didn't want a scene, so I just messaged to say it's great she found one, and can I see it? She said no. However, the other bridesmaids have. At this point, Rachel got engaged and bought a house and Zoe just stopped answering us. Or if she did, no effort in the messages. We were asking her to give us wedding tasks and she wouldn't answer. One weekend, us three went for dinner and I ended up bringing it up. She sat and sobbed. Said, we don't care about her wedding. I said, I'm really sorry if we've made her feel like that, but how? How do we not do this again? She had no answer and just cried. Moved on, I felt too awkward to bring it up again. Zoe then sent a list of places she would like to go for her Hindu, which were thankfully cheaper. The other bridesmaids picked Dublin. I don't understand because it wasn't even on the list. We live in England. It's not too different, and I've been to Dublin with Zoe and Rachel before. They've managed to make the weekend cost us about 600 pounds each. I'm currently walking an hour to work to save, and when I mentioned this to Zoe, she said, it's my day, don't come if you're claiming to have no money. <sighs> she now keeps making digs at me about it, saying I'm lying about my money because we are both teachers and earn the same. I live in London, she does not. She started making comments about how it's embarrassing to be engaged after five years. I've been with my partner, eight. And how teaching English, her subject, makes her a better teacher than me. I oh. teach media and film. She comments on Rachel's life, too, and puts her down, saying how we're being childish and not mature all the time. For her birthday, we wanted to take her to a book fire, and she told us not to bother. She's always busy when we ask to meet. I feel like we're not good enough for her anymore. Now she's a bride and is just too scared to tell us. My partner thinks I should drop out of the wedding, but I don't want to. What should I do? Drop out. Cut her off. 
I was actually really just thinking like your partner, maybe it's best just to say, you know, something we, I really can't afford to do the, you know, the things that you, that, that you need to have for your wedding. And I think you should just take me out of the bridal party and I'll be glad to show up and come to the wedding. I'd love to watch you get married, but I can't partake in any of this. Or you can be more, more, more blunt and say, fuck you. <laughs> I'm gone. I think you need to ask yourself, like, why do we have friends? You have friends because you like a sense of connection. You have fun with them. It's, you know, that that community friendship gives you. And they and you bring the best out in each other. I was going to say, how should a friend make you feel good? Like appreciated, loved. It should be a mutual effort. It should be not toxic. And I would ask yourself, is this a friendship that makes you feel good? Are you net positive or are you more negative with this person? They make comments about you. They talk about your life. They tell you they don't care if you're there or not. They tell you stop lying about your money. They're shitting on you for not being engaged yet. Like, why maintain a friendship with someone who very clearly doesn't respect you and treats you like garbage? And puts you in the situation where you do feel bad. I mean, it's very apparent that she's trying to ice out these two other girls. I think the fact that it's like, well, I'm going to plan my my bachelorette, my Hindu on your birthday. Are you okay with that? You know, no, I'd, I'd really prefer another weekend. Ah, well, I'm doing it anyways. So why ask me? Right. And then you're mad at me, so you ice me out. You won't let me see your wedding dress. You don't give me any tasks for the wedding. You're going to show up to the wedding, and you're not going to be a part of it. I think I think the, 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 your first answer was the right one. It's just not worth it. I think... Mm -hmm. If this is truly a friendship that you want to have and you think is worth it still, you sit down and you have a conversation and it sounds like you tried that though and she cried and she plays this victim and it's like, oh, you don't care about my wedding. What gives you that inclination? I'm trying. You're icing me out. So I don't know. I don't know if a serious conversation more serious than that one would even work, but you could try. And you could say something like, you know, I think for our friendship, I think it's better if I'm not in your wedding. I'd love to be a guest and support you on your day. And, you know, you can keep reaching out and make regular effort. But if it's not reciprocated back, I wouldn't put a lot into this one. The question I was going to ask is that when a bridal, when a, when a bridal party is assembled or, you know, your, your court Mm -hmm. And if someone can't afford, does anyone ever say, gee, I know you can't afford it, but we want you to be a part of it. You know, we're willing to pay to have you join us. I think, yes. I think it depends on the financial status of the people involved in the group. You typically, though, based on best practice, right? Like everyone does their own things. But based on best practice, like you have a group chat with everyone and you get everyone's involvement. And you say, hey, like, where are you guys at? What do you think about traveling? You know, affordability. You, you kind of talk it out as a group so everyone's comfortable. But I think this concept of bachelorette parties, Hindus, you know, trips and engagement part, it's gotten so crazy 
People are spending thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars for their friends to get married. Yep. You shouldn't be doing that. It's not about that. And anyone that's going to punish you or treat you like shit because you can't do that isn't your friend. Absolutely not. But yeah, no, it's become a common practice that you take a trip, you spend all this money, you buy your bridesmaid's dress, you pay for hair and makeup sometimes. Like there's some brides that have the money to pay for their dresses. It's crazy money. It's a lot. Like I, I love, you know, my friend that I was a part of her wedding, but I spent three grand for her to get married. For me to fly to Chicago and go to the wedding and have my dress and my hotel room that was at the hotel that everyone was staying at, it was mm-hmm. it was a $3,000 weekend mm-hmm. on top of you get then a gift. And I didn't even go to the bachelorette party because of COVID. So that would have been another two grand. Crazy. That's a lot of money. It's interesting because in the ideal outcome, to be in her wedding and for us all to be close friends again without it feeling awkward... And I think with this ideal outcome, my question would be, why is that your ideal outcome? Sit and think, why do I want that? When you analyze everything you've told us above, I'm just curious what the list would look like of reasons why you want to be in her wedding and all be close friends again. Yes, I get the tendency to, you know, like even with certain friends, even though I don't have problems with them now, we don't live in the same house anymore. And sometimes I think back like, man, it was really nice when we lived together and we could just like, I don't know, I could just walk in your room and show you a bunch of funny videos or something. Like I miss certain times. Sure, you can be nostalgic about the past, but right now, currently for us all to be close friends again and to be in her wedding, you know, just I'm curious why, given all that she has kind of put you through, that, that I feel like would um, shed light on this for yeah. you. Yeah, well, it's hard to. I think, you know, history could be doing it. FOMO, it's like I might not be friends with her, but maybe, you know, Rachel is going to be. Right. And I don't think this is one where you need to, like, sit down and say, I don't want to be your friend anymore. I don't think you need to do that here. You are already being iced out. Let it keep playing. Put minimal effort in. See if she gives effort back. I'm sure after her wedding and after she's not the center of attention, she'll come back, she'll put effort in, but then you'll ask yourself, well, what? I was treated like chopped liver because she was a bride and had all the popular girls fawning over her for the wedding. And you will figure it out. But yeah, I I definitely, I wouldn't invest more of your, your heart and soul into a friendship where your heart and soul is not appreciated. Well, and the last little bit of info, just because she put it in here, um, Zoe grew up with a mother who said, I should have aborted you. Awful. I think she is always trying to not be her mom and live an ideal, which I think may explain her behavior. She's finally feeling loved. Yeah. I so, mean, I don't know. I everyone, just want to add the context yeah, and she put it in here. Just, yeah. Everyone deals with their trauma differently, but. I know a lot of people that have gone through crazy, crazy shit as children, teens, a lot of trauma, and they don't treat people terribly like this. No, I think yeah, I my answer is that she has to have enough self-respect that she can walk away from it. Yeah. You will 
figure it out, but keep us posted. I want to know how this goes. I do think you're right, though. Isolate this to being the wedding and this event, not the whole friendship yet. Mm -hmm. I'd see it. Yeah, I'd see how it goes. And then you ask yourself after, like, well, she treated me like shit because she had all these other bridesmaids and, right. you know, had little blah, 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 parakeets following her around or whatever. Is it fair to to, to excuse no. the behavior? No. I just think it'll maybe help our listeners' mindset transition a little better to be like, wait, okay, she treated me bad but now she's like what no I don't deserve to be treated like that at all I think I think time and you know the wedding passing will maybe put things into perspective yeah another one of this week's partners is Dipsy are you practicing self-care time for yourself to get lost in a fantasy world maybe take out some toys to join you well if you find yourself craving that getaway from your regular life or just want to indulge in a steamy fantasy world filled with hundreds of sexy stories Dipsy is for you, and it's designed to turn you on no matter what your fantasy is. I have loved exploring Dipsy so far. For me, I'm into the fantasy novel, smut books, fairies, fae, you name it, and Dipsy has it. And it's so easy to find whatever floats your boat. They have so many tags. So whether it's her and him, her and her, him and him, off limits, friends to lovers, British accent, Irish accent, you're going to find it on Dipsy. I love that Dipsy brings these stories to life with these immersive soundscapes and characters. I also think this is something to turn on even with someone to explore together, act out this as you're listening. And if you've run out of episodes of me talking to put you to sleep, Dipsy also has soothing sleep stories and wellness sessions. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com FKS. That's 30 days of full access for free. When you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories dot com slash F-K-S. Dipsy stories dot com slash F-K-S. Last one. Are we ready? I'm ready. Hi, Jerry. Justin Morgan. Longtime listener of Two Hot Takes and F-K-S. I'm really bow, 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 bow. <laughs> bam, 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 bam. That was go. pretty good. I had a follow along. That was a good, was, a good first yeah. attempt. Bam, 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 bam. I'm really hoping you can help me with my current situation. I, 32 female, met my current boyfriend, 30 male, about nine months ago, spring 2023. I was wrapping up my degree and was encouraged by friends to put myself out into the dating pool, even though I was set to graduate that June with no job lined up, no sense of where I would land for work. From the very beginning, we hit it off strong, chatting constantly. It took him a month to agree to our first date. I learned later this wasn't because he was too busy, but because he wanted it to be the perfect first date. As things progressed, I enjoyed his company and friendship. But a few months in, it was also evident that he was way more into us than I was. I figured this stemmed from me having high emotional walls and my own fear of getting hurt. We spent the summer together, and four months in, we told one another we loved each other. He said at first, I followed suit because I did feel comfortable saying it. Six months into dating, however, I was still unemployed and needed to return to my home country. From there, I continued the job hunt and was financially supported by my family. For the last four months, we have been long distance. I found a job at the end of the year, but it's in my home country. I will be staying here now indefinitely. Now to the issue. I want to break up with my boyfriend. 
but I don't know how to do it without hurting him immensely. Throughout our relationship, I have brought it up many times that I am worried about him and want to be there for him. I have stressed that I worry about our future if he can't open up and talk to me or make planning our future a priority. Each time I have, he has panicked about us breaking up, isolated himself, and sent me many messages saying how sad he is that I said I doubted us when his feelings haven't changed. When I ask about planning to co-locate or him moving to my country, he just tells me, quote, it'll work out, as if these things don't take effort or planning. The most recent conversation along these lines felt like a true disaster. My boyfriend spent Christmas with me and my family. He is a child of divorce. I am not. He told me the holidays are hard for him and that he has mostly spent them alone as an adult. I hoped Christmas would be magical for him. Me and my family did all we could to make space for him and to help him feel welcome, but he shut me out the three days he visited. He didn't get me a gift as it wasn't delivered before he had to travel. We all had gifts for him. I tried at length to make space for us to talk, but he clammed up when I checked in on him. More generally, as time has gone on, he's been less willing to share about himself and to lean on me as I would hope a partner would in time. After the holidays, I truly didn't, and still don't, feel appreciated. We have no plans to relocate to the same place. We have no plans to even talk about making plans, even though I did try to bring it up. We only video chat once a week. I want to end things since it's clear we won't be living in the same country anytime soon. I also want kids. He doesn't. More importantly, though, he won't lean on me and doesn't have the growth mindset I value in a partner. I feel like I can't lean on him without worrying I will trigger his depression or past trauma. I'm also worried that he has no desire to take care of himself emotionally, even for me. I encouraged him to seek therapy many times, as he does have benefits, but he brushes me off every time. So here I am, struggling to end things because every time it seems like I will end things, he panics and freaks out. I feel so guilty. I retreat and tell him I am in this and invested in us if he works on himself. How can I kindly end things and recognize my needs in this relationship when I have told him expressly my concerns, but he won't change or take the initiative to address the issue? He calls me the love of his life and says I make him the happiest he's ever been, but I don't feel the same way anymore. All I see are our differences. I feel worse carrying things on when I'm not in it anymore and his lack of investment in us or making us happen is pushing me further away. I'm glad you wrote all your feelings and all the things you've gone through. Um, you said it, and I caught it right in the beginning when you said, I do not wish to be together. That was it. The rest of it was all explanation on all this other stuff that was just tumbling in my head. And it must be tumbling in your head. But the answer is just pull, pull the bandaid off. Do it. Rip it quick. Be realistic with him. Just say, as much as we've had, you know, we spent time together, I've really figured out. I'm not doubting this question. I, I know it firmly in my brain. It's not going to change. You're not my person. And I wish it could have been different, but it's not. It is what it is. And that's it. Make it very, very matter of fact. We're not living together. 
He doesn't have to leave your home. He doesn't have to leave your country. You don't have to leave his country. It's, we're going to move on and find our people. Mm-hmm. You're not mad at them. You're not angry with them. And you can certainly say, I have all the right feelings of you as a person, but just not as my person. And that's as honest and direct as you can be. And that's what, that's what I would do on this. End, yeah. of, end of story. Don't bring all the other muck in. It's just muck. Leave the muck out. Make it clean and simple and just say, you're not my person. Yeah. I've never really had to have a conversation of breaking up with somebody. Mm-hmm. I've never had to do that. Mm-hmm. But from stories and experiences of all the people around me, you got to be direct. Even when you're not a direct person, it's mm-hmm. got to be very... Because if you're kind of wishy-washy at all, then I feel like you're going to keep staying in this cycle. And he won't receive the message and it'll be, you know, the same thing over and over again. More painful. Mm -hmm. I mean, look, I mean, I can bring a very, very graphic description into this so you'll get it. But um, I know that uh, sometimes men have uh, hair on their back removed. And you can take and you can pull them up one by one or a hair that's in your ear one by one or your nose one by one. Or you can take wax and just rip it off. I don't think it's better to go one by one. I, you throw the wax on and you it's over. Yeah. So That's quite the... Uh, so I think you'll get it on that one. Quite don't, the deal over yeah, there. Cut the yeah. pain. Just <laughs> done. <laughs> Sorry, I just don't see us... You're not my person. I think you, yeah, I think it's direct. I think you, you don't ask for permission. This Mm -hmm. is not a conversation Mm -hmm. and you don't need permission to break up with someone. It is, hey, I'm not happy in this relationship anymore. I'm breaking up with you. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, you know, I really care about you. I hope you're happy moving forward. You deserve the best, but we're just not compatible. And I think it's best we move on. That's it. Done. And I mean, there's, yeah, you could go into the nitty gritty of all the little, the little details of why, why but why? really don't. there are, why? No, don't. I know, I know yeah. don't, but I'm just saying the big ones that stand out are, you're not really interested. There's the distance. You have a difference in opinion on wanting kids. Mm-hmm. That's huge. I, you know, even that one alone, if someone wrote in, hi, my partner and I disagree on if we want to have kids. He doesn't, I do, he does, I don't. There's not much more context needed because that's one of those, this is like one of my recurring things, pillars. Mm-hmm. That That's one of those things in a relationship you kind of need to align on. And, mm-hmm. you know, honestly, if I were to be out in the dating pool and date again, that's something I would probably talk about pretty early on mm-hmm. with someone mm-hmm. just because if we're dating to marry, especially, you know, at our old age, then we need to be aligned on these bigger things and not spend a year or two getting to know someone and then break up because we have a difference in opinion on something yeah. as big as that. Yeah, it's a pillar for sure. So. Yeah. And I will say there's a little bit more additional info, just okay. that he does have really great friends and a strong social support network, um, even though things are rough with his family. So 
you know, connect with his friends after you break up, just if that makes you feel better. But you also need to look out for you and this is your it. future. Pull the Band-Aid. Pop it right off. Yeah. Okay, well, that's all we got. So thanks for showing. T- thanks for... <laughs> Thanks for joining us this evening, and we'll see you at Patreon. Come join us. Yeah. Good night. Goodbye. Bye.